Friends, are, are we content with God's daily provision for us? Are we content with God's daily portion for us? That was the question that kept coming back to me this week as I reflected on the readings, and especially the first reading. Right, because we pray in the Our Father, we'll pray here in a little bit in the Our Father, give us this day our daily bread. And of course, I, I knew the story, I know why Jesus is using that image, right? It's our first reading from the book of Exodus, right? And you might know the basic story too, right? The Israelites have left Egypt from slavery, God's liberated them, but they're in the desert wandering, and they start in some kind of weird nostalgia to actually long for the days, even in enslavement, when they had at least reliable food. They long for the flesh pots, they say, that they had even while they were being enslaved in Egypt. They see greener pastures as they look backward. So they start to complain. God, you said you were going to liberate us, but we can't even eat well in the desert. So God says, okay, I'll give you some stuff. I'll give you quail, some meat in the evenings, and I'll give you this heavenly bread, manna, that will drop like dew on the ground in the middle of your encampment to provide bread in the morning. And I was thinking, I was caught um, a couple weeks ago, this first reading came up at Daily Mass, and this one line struck me for the first time. It says, each day the people are to go out and gather their daily portion... Thus will I test them to see whether they follow my instructions or not. And it struck me for the first time that the test was whether they were content with their daily portion. Whether they were content with their daily provision. And I immediately started thinking, how could we fail that test? How could we fail that test? And I, I just came up with three that I'd like to focus on. How, how could we fail the test of not being content with what God provides us today. The first way we can fail the test is in gratitude. Is not being thankful for what's right in front of us. We can be so concerned with looking around at what other people have that we can lose focus on being grateful for what's right in front of us. Right? The Israelites will even do this eventually with the manna later on in the story. They, and I imagine the manna, I think I've shared this, I imagine the manna being really good. I hope we get to taste some of it in, uh, in heaven. I, I imagine it's like apple fritters on the ground. <laughs> McQueen's apple fritters. I've had McQueen's apple fritters. There's something else. I hope there's no competitors to McQueen's here today. Um, but I imagine that. But eventually the Israelites actually get sick of that. They say, God, this, this wretched bread, we are so sick of this bread. So we have this incredible capacity to be in great, ungrateful, even when we have been blessed with so much, because our eyes are always looking around, comparing ourselves, comparing what other people have. Right? So St. Paul in the second reading calls us to a conversion of our minds. So what part of conversion is to change our perspective, to see what's in front of us as a blessing, and to give God praise and thanks for that. That's the first way we can fail the test of not being content with what God has provided us today. The second way we could fail the test is by taking some of what is another person's portion. 
right? You can imagine the scene. Like, it seems like there was a certain amount of manna, right? And you come out of your tent, and, and you're told you can get enough for you and your family for that day, and then a double portion the day before the Sabbath, so you don't have to work on the Sabbath, right? And you can imagine the scene. You go out and you get what you and your family need, but you might imagine that somebody is a little extra hungry that day, right? And so they kind of look around, see if their neighbors are watching, and they take a little of the portion of their neighbors, right? You see this like, uh, have you ever watched the phenomenon of like at a parade, how people swarm to the candy when it's thrown? Right? Like, and you'll have like 56-year-olds tackling like seven-year-olds <laughs> for candy. Right? And similarly, I watch, I like to watch this at baseball games, right, when a home run's hit. And you'll have like these older people like tackling children to get this baseball. It's like, come on. If your joy as a, as an, you know, as a 36-year-old is tied to getting this baseball, come on. Like, leave this to the kids. Right? This is their portion. Right? This is their uh, great joy. Right? But you can imagine that you could take some of what is meant for allotted for someone else by being too selfishly inclined. Right? And so this, of course, is the challenge that the entire biblical tradition, the prophetic tradition, and Jesus and the Gospels, this is the challenge of stewardship and of responsibility right? and not invading Right? Not invading what is the portion of others. Right? And it's true that some resources are not a zero-sum game, and if I have a certain amount, you don't. But it's still a call right, to make sure that our desires, our sort of lavishness, our whatever, right, is not taking that which is meant for others. Right? It's a constant call. Uh, the Christian has to constantly examine their conscience on what, what I'm seeking, is it possibly depriving others of their portion? So the second way we can fail the test is taking the manna that is not apportioned to our family. And the final one is, I want to interpret taking too much of the manna kind of in a, in a different way. Um, think of these two idioms we use in English. Um, you're biting off more than you can chew, or you have too much on your plate. Right? It's interesting that they're both food. They both, the images, the metaphors, food, right? Which is this image. And so I want to interpret that the third way we could fail the task is biting off more than we can chew in our life. Putting too much on our plate. The taking of too much manna is like overextending ourselves not respecting the limits of our nature, not respecting the fact that if I want to be sane and balanced and have some degree of focus on the things that are important in life, I can't take too much manna. I can't bite off more than I can chew. I can't overextend myself. I can't put too much on my plate. Right, and often that motive is like really good. It's like I want to do all these great things. Right? But in a, in a culture that emphasizes productivity and efficiency and, and ambition and all these things, we have to always check ourselves. Like, am I biting off more than I can chew? Because Jesus tells us in the gospel, like, we should be focused on the things that don't perish the most. Right? He says, you, you know, once you have bread, you're hungry like three hours later. 
even after one of those great apple fritters, like you're hungry again pretty quick. Jesus says, work, exhaust yourself with the things that never perish, which you're never hungry again. And how much time, like I always think to myself, if I don't have time to pray, if I don't have time to visit and call my family, if I don't have time to have leisure with my friends, if I don't have time to, uh, to exercise, then I'm fighting off more than I can chew. I'm overextending myself. Right? Because the things that sustain us, the things that matter the most, the things that live on, right? we can't have too much on our plate that we can't focus our attention on those things. So friends, I think the challenge of the first reading and the readings today is this call to respect and to be content with God's daily provision. That's, it doesn't mean we don't seek. It doesn't mean we don't strive. Right? But it, it just means a basic sense of being at peace with what God provides me today. Right? Not tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. But what God will provide me with today. There's a number of ways we can fail that test. To be ungrateful. Right? To, to take and invade what is the allotted portion of others for ourselves. And to bite off more than we can chew in life. And so in a few moments when we pray the Our Father together... Um, let's say those words, right? Give us this day our daily bread. And let's really mean right, by being and seeking to be content with God's daily provision, his daily portion for us.